Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Nothing can get in the way of that agreement. It doesn't matter what feelings, what moods, it doesn't matter. See, in the realm, because competence is first in the business domain because of that first agreement. Well, I did a lot of acting in high school, and I loved the expression, the show must go on. Any, any overachiever loves that idea, the show must go on, because it's like if someone gets sick for a, for a show, you, you know, you do it anyway. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. What place is there for compassion in the workplace? How do you balance your sense of humanity and care and the need for results when money is on the line? We've come a long way since the 1950s bringing emotional intelligence into the work environment, but in what way has it gone too far? And what's a manager to do about it? Keep listening to find out. This series is a recent webcast that happens each week for members. For information about the many benefits of Clear and Open membership and how to get the help you need in conversations like this, go to clearandopen.com. Thanks so much for listening. Now let's dive in. The world of work is not governed by emotional freedom and authenticity and people learning at their own pace. (laughs) It's not governed that way because here's, imagine this. Imagine like tomorrow you buy a television. You buy this television and you get it home and, you know, it doesn't work. It's like half the time when you press the power button, it doesn't turn on. You call the company up and you say, hey, half the time I turn this TV on, it won't turn on. And they say, oh yeah, well, our engineering department is going through a really difficult emotional time right now. (laughs) There was a there was a death in a couple of people's families. There's been a lot of grieving, and that was a uh, you know it was something we really wanted to fix. We had good intentions. We really wanted to fix that, um, but because people were out on bereavement leave, and um, you know we we just didn't want to push them that hard because they were in a really delicate place, right? You'd be like, dude, I don't care. I want my TV to work. Actually, I, I, w- I would like them to say that if that was the truth, instead of saying they're going to fix it and it never gets fixed. Sure, you'd appreciate the truth. <laughs> I would. But, yeah, but if they said, well, you know, we just really need your compassion and understanding right now. We'll, we'll, we'll fix this, you know, in like a year. It's going to take us that long. You know, if it said, yeah. said a week, maybe you'd have some compassion, right? But <laughs> the agreement is when money changes hands, and you could disagree with this on a principle level. I think about this all the time. Is this a reasonable premise? Here's my premise. The premise is when money changes hands, the agreement is I'm giving you this money because you can competently give me what I'm buying. You know, And it, the person, there's an a priori agreement that when the person receives the money, they're saying, yes, I can competently give you the thing that you're buying. And that's different than saying like, you know, you need help uh, planting a tree and a friend of yours says, oh, I know a little bit about gardening, 
let me give you a hand. And it's a friend and it's free. And he plants it and the tree dies a week later. You can't hold him accountable because he's not, a, there was no agreement that, of that competence, right? But if you were to hire a gardener who does it and the tree dies, you go, dude, get to buy me another tree. You're, you're supposed to be competent here. I'm dealing with this right now, actually. So I'm, I live off, off the grid. And so the solar panels power everything. And there's a water, the, the rain cut, hit, lands on the roof and gets funneled into a 20,000 gallon tank. That's a water catchment tank, which is really cool. And then there's a pump that charges a pressure tank. And that's how you get pressurized water to the house. So the pump needed to be replaced a while back, but it was replaced with a pump that was too powerful for the electrical system. And I don't know anything about all this stuff, right? I've never lived off the grid before. I've been going to school like every two weeks about it and learning more and more and more. And so I'm having to project manage this whole thing. All all I want to happen is to say, look, someone come in, look at my solar system, look at the water pump, sell me something that works, and (laughs) and I'll learn about it. But I don't want to have to be the one who's managing it. I'm not the right person for that, right? But somehow, no one will be like the general contractor on this. So the water pump guy is like, well, I sold you a pump that worked. I'm like, yeah, but I needed a, 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 it needed to be set up on a 240-volt line. But it, it, now it doesn't work. My, now my lights dim every time the thing kicks on. Well, we didn't know that. I'm like, dude, it was your job to know that. I don't know about this stuff, right? So I'm in this tug of war with responsibility with this guy. Because the first pump broke, probably because it was improperly wired. I'm not an expert on this stuff, right? He's the guy who's supposed to be the expert. And so now he's trying to get a warranty claim on this pump. This is a $600 pump that broke. We don't know exactly why it broke. Um, so we'll find out. But it could be that I, I end up having to buy the second pump that's installed right now that is doing the same problem, right? So when, this, when this, the installer came back and replaced the pump, I had to say, hey, do you have an amp meter to see what this thing is pulling to make sure it's not doing the same thing the last one was? And he's like, oh, my amp meter's broken. I'm like, dude, this installation isn't done, I said to him, until you put an amp meter on this thing. Because for all I know, it's doing the same thing the first one did. Well, guess what? It turns out it is. And he's not returning my calls. And then I find out from the guy who referred me to him that he has a drinking problem. So... um, So give him some time. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Meanwhile... It's got a lot to deal with, Joseph. I know. See? And and that's that's where the, the, the pump salesman guy... That's when he starts coming out like, well, you know, it's a, he's, I heard he stopped drinking finally. And that's really good because otherwise we might have really lost him. And I'm like, meanwhile, I'm continuing to project manage all this stuff. And, and I keep telling him, I'm like, I'm okay. And he's like, I so appreciate you learning all this stuff and going through this. I'm like, I'm okay with the learning. But I had to pay an electrician 100 bucks just to put an amp meter on this thing. The, the first pump was pulling 47 amps for a split second on a 20 amp circuit. 47 Whoa. amps. Yeah. For months, it could be melting parts along the way, slowly but surely. Right? Yeah. This is not good. And then you replace the pump and it's still doing it. It's probably less so, but nobody knows because nobody thought, gee, we should put an amp meter on this thing and see what it's doing. So all of this is to say, is, um, that's the problem, in, in, um, especially in Maui, where there's this, what's happening there, it's, it's, it's a form of domain contamination. Where in this 
story, in this example, the personal difficulties and the feelings and the and incompetences, I'm expected to have compassion for them and put additional money and time. And like the conversation I had yesterday with the water pump guy, he says, you should call the the guy who installed your inverter, your solar inverter, to find out why the pump's not working. And it's like, inside of me, there's a part of me that's just boiling. That's like, dude, you sold me the pump. You call him. You figure it out. But and I, he refuses to become the project manager. And that's the theme here. No one wants to take responsibility. So I was like, in the name of getting this done, because I just want it done, I'm like, okay, I'll call this guy who is a nut job. He is crazy. So he'll be completely brilliant and, and you and talk and talk and talk and you're taking furious notes. Well, you need to do this and you need to do that. That's because this is happening, that's happening, that's happening. And you're trying to get a word in edgewise and he's and then a certain and then he says, Well, so you need to you need to get a dedicated 240 volt line to the pump house. That's the solution. I'm like, great. What does that entail? He's like, I'm sorry, I don't have any more time for you. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> that's how that conversation went. So now I'm left holding the bag again, being like, okay, I think I know what that is. I mean, I, I can run Romex. I know how to do that. But this is a solar system. I don't know how to pull a 240-volt circuit out of a solar inverter. There's no 240 volts, um, 240 volts circuits in the panel. So it somehow has to get wired from the solar inverter, which I've never done any work on at all, to the panel where I know a little bit about it. So now I got to find an electrician who knows how to work with solar inverters. And this is how it is here. You're, no one ever wants to take responsibilities. So you're always left holding the bag. And any, anytime anybody drops a ball, they roll out their emotional difficulties that you're somehow supposed to be responsible for. But I tell you all of this story just because it's an extreme version of what happens every day in the work world. Where when people get cornered with lack of critical thinking or lack of responsibility, they sometimes do this like, poor me... Please understand and empathize for what I'm going through, which is appropriate in the personal domain, right? In the personal domain, if somebody drops a ball, like is late to a meeting you have with them or you know, forgets to give you that 100 bucks you lent them or whatever, and they roll out whatever personal difficulty you're having, it's appropriate and understandable for them to ask for compassion and understanding and another chance or whatever. But in the work world, I'm, what I'm presenting here is it's not appropriate. And I'm open to debate on this. I, 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 I mean, it seems kind of cold sometimes myself. And I wonder like, well, should there be some room for compassion? But the thing is, when you go all the way to the end user, you know, if a stain in one of Joe's uh, garments that, that somebody brings to his dry cleaner doesn't come out, and and you know and it's a, you know a thousand dollar suit and you know now it's been exposed to heat and time and now the stain's even less likely to come out and you say well we're so sorry because our 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 spotter was having a really difficult day and um, you know was just kind of distracted and you know what he did the best that he could what's the customer supposed to say oh I understand I don't know this person I paid you know twenty bucks to have this thing cleaned. But it's okay because I should be a compassionate person. And that's not going to happen. Right? Maybe one in a thousand people are going to do that. So, because business is fundamentally in agreement, the person brings in their suit, Joe's company takes the 20 bucks. What's the cost to get a suit cleaned by you these days, anyway? Uh, about 19. <laughs> All right, I was close. <laughs> All right, pays the 20 bucks. The agreement is, 
we are going to use our competence and skills to clean this suit. That's the agreement. There's no condition of like, as long as everyone's in a good mood or as long as everybody shows up or it's not like that. It's not like a potluck dinner where you just hope everybody brings the right stuff. And, you know, it's like when you do a potluck, the level of competence of the meals is not held like as much as like if you're um, catering a wedding, (laughs) right? You don't cater a wedding with a potluck usually because it needs to go well. Right? So you pay people to do that. You don't make it a free lunch thing. Right? Why? Because the results matter. Right? So that fundamental agreement of I'm going to give you 20 bucks and you're going to give me a clean suit, that's the primary agreement of the business. Then all sorts of sub-agreements have to happen after that. That garment goes through a long chain of processes and there's an agreement every step of the way. It has to get in, it has to get uh, marked in a certain way, so it gets treated a certain way. It has to get dry cleaned instead of wet washed. It has to get inspected. It has to get pressed. It it has to get bagged. There's all sorts of agreement, and all of those things have to go a certain way. And each one of them is an agreement between each of the employees along that way, keeping their agreement to do their job a certain way. And when all of those agreements get met, then the master agreement gets met, and the customer is satisfied. So looking at it this way, nothing can get in the way of that agreement. It doesn't matter what feelings, what moods, it doesn't matter, you see, in the realm because competence is first in the business domain because of that first agreement. So this is what I love about the um well, I did a lot of acting in high school and I loved the expression the show must go on. Any any overachiever loves that idea of the show must go on because it's like if someone gets sick for a sh- for a show, you, you know you do it anyway. You, you do it anyway. Someone you know breaks an ankle and has to do the the their part in a cast. You do it. Uh, you know it's, there's some horrible drama where uh, two people who are, are uh, you know. The, the, the lead man and the lead lady were in a relationship and they break up six days before the first night and hate each other. You do it anyway. This stuff happens all the time. I saw that kind of drama. The show must go on. That's competence. That's the kind of excellence that a business is, calls for. In other domains, sometimes the show can stop to, uh, to, you know, to account for compassion and difficulty that people are going through. Both can be true depending on the situation. But what goes on in workplaces these days far too much is the shadow side of the increase of emotional intelligence in our culture and people becoming more emotionally aware is when they're having a difficult time, they bring this, oh, this is hurting my feelings. I'm having a hard time. I can't keep my professional agreement because this is uncomfortable. And this makes me crazy. <laughs> this is, is whiny victimhood. The day you showed up at work is the day you said, no matter what's going on in me, I'm going to keep my professional agreements here. For my boss, for my coworkers, for the customers, for the vendors, for any investors, and most importantly, for me. Because I agreed to keep my professional word. 
That's all of what gets gets undermined when people go, oh, this is uncomfortable. I can't do it. You're, you're putting too much pressure on me. <laughs> it is whiny, victim-y bullshit that in a different domain could be totally appropriate, but not at work. Work is where you you go, an agreement got made. An agreement got made and you keep it. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Be sure to visit clearandopen.com for the latest tools, articles, and free resources to help you on your journey. Thanks for listening and bye for now.